understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Coming April 26th to the 28th at the Ramada Inn, London, Ontario, it's Shockstock. Shockstock is London, Ontario's premier annual horror and subculture con- convention. Each year we bring, for a few short days, the real deal in sleaze, horror, and exploitation with celebrities, events, and vendors who know what the fans want. No insane lineups, no curfews, no problem. Enjoy jam-packed vendor rooms, a full weekend-long film festival with awards and fully stocked bar and lounge with nighttime events on-site and more. Submit your film via Film Freeway at filmfreeway.com shockstock. Presented by London's own Sultans of Slime, Vagrancy Films, The Grim Brothers Entertainment, in association with Fangora, Raven Banner, and of course, Bob's Ultimate Meats. If you're looking to get into the wrestling business, check out the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. This school is located right here in London, Ontario, Canada. Learn from one of Canada's best wrestlers around. It's located at 309 Exeter Road, and it's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 6 p.m. till 8.30 p.m. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, teaching the new generation of hopefuls into superstars. Welcome to this week's episode of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is your Smash Wrestling Report, and it's not starting off on the best of news. As the biggest story that came out of Smash Wrestling this week came out on Sunday, as the Buffalo Brothers, Puff, Kevin Bennett, Kevin Blackwood, and Daniel Garcia were in a horrific car accident on their way back from Montreal after doing a show for FLQ. At about 6.30 in the morning, they were just outside of Buffalo when their car being driven by Puff hit some black ice and spun out, hitting a guardrail, nearly splitting the car in half. Multiple people began posting the information about the accident, and my phone was blowing up with details and updates. My first news was posted by Daniel, who shared Pepper Park's post 
from the hospital. If you want a detailed account of what happened, I suggest that you check out the Kicking Ass with Jesse and Andy podcast, where Pepper gives more details about what actually happened, as he experienced it more firsthand than even myself or anybody else reporting on the internet has been able to. However, after all the posts and everything, this is what I've basically compilated to find out what all happened and report it back to you guys. So, on Saturday, they were heading to Montreal in Puff's van, which ended up breaking down, and they ended up borrowing a car to get to Montreal, which they did make safely. After they left the show, they headed back to Buffalo, and as stated just a little bit ago, they hit some black ice and spun out, hitting a guardrail. Puff was able to climb out uh, through the window after smashing it out. Daniel Garcia somehow made it out of the car with both his legs being broken. Kevin Bennett was trapped in the front seat and needed Jaws of Life to get free. And Kevin Blackwood was also pinned inside the back seat of the car with a broken ankle, mangled knee, and a severely cut ear and face. Puff and Kevin Bennett were taken to a local hospital with some scrapes and bumps, and thankfully nothing requiring surgery. Bennett did have some concussion issues and short-term memory loss that have since been cleared up. He was able to get home to his daughter, but he's still not been cleared to return to the ring. Both Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood were taken to a hospital in Buffalo where they both required surgery. Blackwood needed to have his ear reattached along with some stitches to his face, surgery on his ankle, and he got his knee checked out, but thankfully did not need surgery on it. Garcia, on the other hand, needed rods and plates put into his legs as he broke his femur on one uh, of his legs and the tibula on the other leg. In the days since this has happened, multiple pictures have been posted. There was even a 20-second video posted on Tuesday by Tank with uh, Garcia and Kevin finally being able to see each other for the first time after two days of being apart since the accident. And I know some of the posts from Kevin Blackwood, he was not caring about really anything else. He wanted to see Daniel because he didn't know how bad off Daniel was maybe only hearing from Puff and Pepper what was all going on, but until he actually saw Daniel, he didn't really care about what else was going on. And that moment, I swear, from all the posts of comments that were made on that video, you had the whole wrestling world that watched it in tears just for that 20 seconds of how great it was to see those two guys back reunited after the horrific crash that they both experienced. Kevin Blackwood has since gotten to go home from the hospital, and Daniel Garcia has also began physiotherapy on his legs. Almost immediately, there was a big cry out from the wrestling community, and they started doing GoFundMe campaigns, raffles, uh, t-shirts being sold. There's some auctions being happened. Just a lot of multiple ways that the wrestling community can reach out and help these guys because it's not known how soon any of them are going to be able to be back on the road. And even between that time, there's their medical bills and also 
just the basic living expenses because they won't be able to go to work either. There's been a lot of reports about this. It made it all the way to the UK. Obviously, reports in Buffalo uh, were made about it from different sources, whether it was internet, printed news, or TV. Just today, Sebastian Suave was uh, interviewed by Slam Wrestling. So there's a lot of things going on, getting the word out. Jim Ross and CM Punk spread the word. We have seen big donations happening from notable names such as Chris Jericho, David Arquette, Colt Cabana, Ruby Riot, and there's many more happening as we speak. Right here on the Scumbags Wrestling podcast and our uh, page, we're doing a raffle where you can buy tickets three for five dollars or ten for ten, and that'll get you one of our Scumbags Wrestling t-shirts that was signed by the ladies at the Canusa Classic at the uh, Western Fair during Comic-Con. If you'd like to take part in this raffle, please send me a message and I will let you know how you can buy your tickets, get me the money, I do take uh, e-transfers, whatever it means to get you involved with this, 100% of the money that it's raised, whether it's through the different t-shirt sales, the GoFundMes, and this raffle that we're doing is going to help out these guys and going forward directly to them. Chris Maloney over at the Sharpshooter uh, podcast and the sharpshooter.ca, he has bought a couple of the t-shirts that are going to be sold. He bought one for himself to support, but he's also going to raffle off another one. So if you can donate to a GoFundMe and earn a ticket that way, Every little bit helps, and we need to help out these guys. They perform every weekend for the fans because they have so much passion for the business. We appreciate their effort that they do, and to do that at this level means that they have to go up and down the highway, whether it's in Canada, whether it's in the U.S., and bust their balls just to get noticed in this business. And they're doing it, and it's unfortunate that this moment happened to them, but it's so grateful at the same time by a lot of people that they did not lose any limbs. None of them were tragically killed by this. So it's bad enough that this happened, but these guys are determined to get back and do amazing things. And the road to recovery is going to be long, and we can all help out in any way. That would be great. You hear the rumble in here? The rumble is the sound of progression. And fundamentals are being made at the Wrestling Factory. This is Tyson Dukes. And you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Y'all. And now, it's time for Smash Wrestling 2018 Achievement Awards. As voted by you, the followers on our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, and the listeners of this very own podcast. Let's get the awards underway. First category is Smash Wrestling Special Guest of the Year. The nominees are PCO, Jordan Grace, Tessa Blanchard, Matt Riddle, Jeff Cobb, or Joe Hendry. And the winner is voted by you, Tessa Blanchard, with her two appearances this year, 
at Super Showdown when she took on Vanessa Craven, and at the Canusa Classic when she took on Casey Spinelli. Next is the card of the year. Nominees for this category were Don't Test Karma from Kitchener, Ontario, The Northern, which was two shows in one day, Any Given Sunday 6, Super Showdown 6, both happening in Toronto at the Phoenix, London Vacation at the London Music Hall, and the Canusa Classic during London Comic Con. And your winner for this card of the year, as voted by you, London Vacation. The next category, Smash Wrestling's Most Villainous Star of the Year. Nominees are Kevin Bennett, Scotty O'Shea, Anthony Kingdom James, Sebastian Suave, Dylan Andrews, or Shane Sabre. The winner is Hacker Scotty O'Shea. The most popular wrestler of the year. Nominees were Tarek, Psycho Mike Rollins, Brent Banks, Puff, Kevin Blackwood, or Daniel Garcia. The winner is Psycho Mike Rollins. Next up is the most improved wrestler of the year. The nominees are Kevin Blackwood, Jody Threat, The Muscle, Daniel Garcia, Holden Albright, or Puff. The winner of the most improved wrestler of the year is Red Death, Daniel Garcia. The Rookie of the Year. All these nominations came from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory right here in London, Ontario, and they were the six students that made their debut in the Smash Wrestling ring. The nominees were Jim Strider, Fireball Jordan James, Alec Realm, Violet Lee, Kyle Boone, or Colt Bobin. The winner of the Rookie of the Year is Violet Lee. Future is very bright for all six of these competitors, along with every other student that's going to be coming out in 2019 from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. Yo, this is Tarek. You're listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Punch, kick, chop, done. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October of 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learned all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. Hey, I'm Alec Realm, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back to the second half of our award show with some of the bigger awards that are yet to be handed out, such as the Tag Team of the Year. Nominees were the Buffalo Brothers, Halal Beefcake, Wello Machines, Kill Screen, The Pillars, and the Super Smash Brothers. And the tag team is voted by you, the Well Oil Machines of Psycho Mike Rollins 
and Pepper Parks. The Smash Wrestling Female Star of the Year. Nominees were Xander Bale, Jordan Grace, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tessa Blanchard, and Vanessa Craven. And the winner is Jody Threat. Up next is the Male Star of the Year. Nominees were Scotty O'Shea, Tarek, Cody Diener, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, and Sebastian Suave. The winner of the Male Superstar of the Year, Tarek. Down to our final two categories. Up next is the Smash Wrestling Feud of the Year, with your nominees being the Pillars versus the Kevin Bennett Experience, Sebastian Suave versus Daniel Garcia, Kevin Blackwood versus Scotty O'Shea, Sebastian Suave versus Tarek, the Willow Machines versus the Super Smash Brothers. And the winner of the Smash Wrestling Feud of the Year, Kevin Blackwood versus Hacker Scotty O'Shea. And your final category of the Achievement Awards for this year is the Match of the Year. Over the last couple of weeks before the nominations were presented, Alan Taylor posted 13 of the best Smash matches of 2018. I was able to narrow down to six of those matches for you to vote on. The following are the nominees for the match of the year. The Pillars in their first ever four-way from Sarnia. Psycho Mike Rollins taking on Kikutaro. Sebastian Suave versus Tarek in the last man standing match. The three-way tag team title match with Halal Beefcake, Fight or Flight, and the Pillars in London. The Boxes, Ladders, and Tables match for the tag team titles with Wild Oil Machines taking on the Super Smash Brothers, and the Canusa Classic, Casey Spinelli versus Tessa Blanchard. The winner, and your match of the year for 2018, was Sebastian Suave versus Tarek in their last man standing match, happening at Super Showdown 6. I'd like to congratulate all the performers that took part in 2018 with Smash Wrestling, narrowing it down to six nominees for each of these categories was kind of difficult, but it was always great to look back at what happened during 2018 to qualify for these nominations. 2019 looks to be very bright, and Smash Wrestling will continue to having great success. I also want to thank the fans of this page and our podcast who took the time to vote for their favorites in all these categories. We'll be keeping up track in 2019 and present the 2019 Achievement Awards next December. I'm Joshua Pine, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Are you looking for your own Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt so you can show off your Scumbags pride at your next local independent wrestling event? Well, I got the answer for you. You can go check out my friend Daryl over at Twisted Tees. He produces high-quality t-shirts with the most amazing up-to-date technology for printing shirts. And for just $25, you can get your own shirt. Whether it's a parody logo of Superstars of Wrestling, Raw's War, the Survivor Series, a design inspired by Brock Lesnar's Suplex City, or the All-In event, you can go check out Daryl and get your own shirt. 
You can be found at TwistedTeesMerch.com. Show your pride today. Order a t-shirt and stand out above the crowd. Hello. Do you or someone you know have a business that you'd love to have advertised here on our podcast? Well, give me a shout at our email address, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and let us know how we can help you advertise to the listeners of this podcast. We'll give your business a shout out, including information on how people can reach out to you and information on your services. I'm Kyle Boone, one handsome SOB, and you're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Signature Spot with Chris Toplack is a weekly podcast available every Thursday that covers the world of professional wrestling. It's an easy-to-digest show that ranges from 30 to 40 minutes in length and focuses on show recaps, highlights from the week, industry news and rumors, full event previews along with predictions, topics of the week, and featured guests such as journalists and fellow podcasters. It's a professional yet personable show that's all about connecting with you. To subscribe, head over to youtube.com forward slash the signature spot or listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available. And to be a part of the conversation, like the signature spot on Facebook. Hey, this is Cole Bowman, and you're listening to the Scumbags Podcast. Do you like things a little hot and spicy? Well, come to the first annual Heat Wave Hot Sauce Expo, March 2nd, 2019, at Centennial Hall. Heat Wave Hot Sauce Expo is Southwestern Ontario's home of heat. Enjoy your sauce and spicy food from over 40 international producers. All vendors are providing free samples of their sauces on nachos or pretzels, or you can buy some meaty chicken wings at the show and spice them up however you'd like with hundreds of choices available from our vendors. Fans attending get a totally unique experience with an A's theme motif and atmosphere on the show floor. The event will be licensed with craft beers and spirits available for consumption to pair with your perfect sauce. As well, live podcasts, demonstrations, and competitions for those who wish to test their limits will take place on the heatwave stage. For fans of spice or those just seeking an afternoon of heat, Heatwave is your place to go. Heatwave takes place Saturday, March 2nd at Centennial Hall in London, Ontario, Canada. Tickets available right now. In WWE news, TakeOver Blackpool happens tomorrow on the WWE Network. It happens at 7 o'clock in the UK, but it's 2 o'clock for us here in Canada. On that card, you're going to see Travis Banks take on Jordan Devlin. Dave Mastiff takes on Eddie Dennis in a no-disqualification match. The tag team titles are going to be presented to the winner of Mustache Mountain versus Grizzled Young Veterans. This will be the first inaugural tag team champions for the UK brand. The UK women's title is on the line as Rhea Ripley defends against May Young Classic winner Tony Storm. And the NXT UK Championship is on the line as Pete Dunne defends against Joe Coffey. Just yesterday, Pete Dunne marked 600 days as UK Champion. Will it continue beyond tomorrow? 
Who knows? Myself, personally, I don't see it happening. I see it going to stay on Pete Dunne's waist until at least somebody like Valter ends up making his debut in NXT, which could be tomorrow as well. And when he gets into the ring against Pete Dunne, that's probably when Dunne will end up dropping the belt. So remember, that's tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Right here in London, Ontario, Canada, you can watch it on the WWE Network. 7 o'clock if you're in the UK and other time zones, you'll have to check your times. This morning, there was a big announcement in the UK with Triple H and the rest of the trainers from the Performance Center announcing that there will be a UK branch of the Performance Center in London with over 30 performers getting ready for the big time of advancing to NXT UK. This is all part of Triple H's plans that he announced last year at WrestleMania for global localization. And NXT UK and the UK Performance Center are those first steps to taking over the world in all the different areas. WWE also announced on Thursday that during the Royal Rumble weekend, there'll be an access event all weekend long. During those sessions, there'll be a 15-man tournament called Worlds Collide, There'll be five representatives from NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live, with the winner getting a title shot of their choosing. From NXT, you'll see Adam Cole, Velveteen Dream, Dominique Dojovic, Keith Lee, and Otis Dojovic. From NXT UK, you'll see Mark Andrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin, and Zach Gibson. 205 Live will be represented by TJP, Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and one more member yet to be determined. They basically described it as starting off with a 15-man battle royal to determine the bracketing spots, with the winner getting a first-round bye. Then there will be seven more matches in the first round, and so on, until the winner is declared. It was also announced that there'll be tapings for NXT UK on the Friday and Sunday, with NXT US having TakeOver on Saturday night. The US card for NXT TakeOver Phoenix on January 26th on the WWE Network only has three matches so far booked, and that's Tommaso Ciampa defending the NXT title against Aleister Black, Shayna Baszler defending against Bianca Belair for the women's title, Undisputed Era defending their tag team titles against War Raiders, and that leaves two more matches available to complete the usual five-card match. And the following night on January 27th is the Royal Rumble. It's another stacked card since it's going to have at least a two-hour pre-show and the typical four-hour main show. So far, there's eight matches already scheduled, with some of them probably being moved to the pre-show. Here's the current card. Buddy Murphy will defend the Cruiserweight title in a fatal four-way match against Akira Tozawa, Kalisto, and Hideo Itami. The Bar defends the SmackDown Tag Team titles against Shane McMahon and Miz. The SmackDown Women's title is on the line with Asuka defending against Becky Lynch. Ronda Rousey defends the Raw Women's title against Sasha Banks. Dana Bryan defends the WWE World title against AJ Styles. Braun Strowman challenges Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal title 
Plus, there'll be the men's and women's Royal Rumbles, which we already know R-Truth has the 30th spot, along with Carmella having the 30th spot for hers. I think WWE did attempt to try and turn around some of their shows this week. Now that they've been back live after all the holidays, it's still a work in progress, but they're starting to give a little bit different taste with the way they things opened on Raw and SmackDown this week. And we're still waiting for the call-ups from NXT to actually make their debut instead of dark matches or not even at all. The two things of note that did happen this week, though, were the fact that Hulk Hogan made his appearance on Raw to pay tribute to Mean Gene Orkelin, who passed away last week. It was actually really nicely done, and it was not your typical Hogan promo trying to put himself over. It's still a mixed feeling from some, whether or not there's a place for him on TV, but I guess as long as it's not overexposed and it should be okay, and he's not getting into any more trouble. And then over on Tuesday, there was an issue at the arena because earlier in the afternoon, AEW did their press conference and had their rally. And of course, fans went from there to SmackDown and there was some security issues at the door at SmackDown where people were saying they were being turned away for wearing AEW merchandise. That rule changed later after there was a big media blow up and John Pollock from Post Wrestling had contacted WWE and they really didn't give a big explanation why. They just said that it's not being banned and moved along. However, I can see why there'd be an issue because if you got the sort of crowd that just went to an AEW rally, who's to say they're not going to try to take over your show, which is live to the world at the SmackDown taping. So it might have been a quick jump of the gun to press that and may have caused a little bit of a media issue. But I can also see why they didn't want fans wearing AEW clothing and possibly taking over their live show. Of course, WD had some solid uh, matches with 205 Live and NXT to make a decent week in WWE. Hi, I'm Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. Canada's original and best horror weekend, Shockstock, the all-nighter freighter, comes to London Ramada in April 26th to the 28th. Already announced for the event is Sleazy P. Martini of Guar, and he's coming to Shockstock 2019. So you want to meet the manager with the mostest? You're going to get your wish. The Art of Clown, David Howard Thorne, makes his way to Shockstock. Don't you dare miss it. April 26th to the 28th, 2019, London, Ontario, the Ramada Inn. It's Shockstock. This is Jim Strider, live from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same 
unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Can't hardly breathe 